Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. Are you having a bad day? Because she was, but with the grace of God, we can always start over, can't we, Eve? Mm-hmm. Jesus loves us and his love is unending, isn't it, Eden? Yes. <laughs> Jesus loves you just like he made a way and a provision for you. If you don't know Jesus, you're really missing out, aren't you, Eden? Join me today as we continue to talk about faith. We're going to go deep and talk about all of the tricky issues surrounding faith because it's been a real journey and battle and struggle for me. And I want to share my progress with you. We're going to open God's word where there is perpetual hope for our mess. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. And if you have a bad day, be sure to remember that God loves you and it's okay to start over, isn't it, Eden? We'll see you next time. Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. I'm your host, Connie, and I am so glad you're here. I want to start today by letting you listen to a short commercial regarding something that I am super passionate about, and then we'll get on to the show. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate a new child, wedding, or anniversary? If you need a gift that will speak volumes to a friend or family member, or maybe even yourself, to celebrate a new addition to your family or any other memorable moment, I want to tell you about a special work that I offer. I make hand-painted calligraphy watercolor keepsake name prints to celebrate the birth, adoption, or any other memorable moments in your life. This is also a wonderful and thoughtful option for those in your life or inner circle who have suffered from infant loss, infertility, and miscarriage. This handmade keepsake will say all that's needed for a grieving friend or loved one, allowing you to just be present. Reach out to me on the web at www.weedseedsbeautifulthings.com where you can browse my work, set up a free consultation, and read about my heart behind these pieces. Or you can email me directly at weedseedsandbeautifulthings at gmail.com. So be sure to let me know if you know of anyone that needs an amazing watercolor keepsake name print. So let's get on to the show. I hope you've had a great week. When I'm recording this podcast, I am 32 weeks pregnant. I feel massively huge and uncomfortable, but it has been an amazing ride. There's been so much that the Lord has done and taught me through this pregnancy, and he has been so faithful. So I just want to encourage you that whatever you are facing right now, even if there's some elements of discomfort that you are struggling with, remember that God is only faithful. So let's jump into the scripture. I'll be reading from the Amplified Classic Edition. You know me and my love for words. And this is Luke 8, verses 30, no, verses 43, pardon me, through 48. And a woman who had suffered from a flow of blood for 12 years and had spent all of her living upon physicians could not be healed by anyone, came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who is this who touched me? When all were denying it, Peter and those who were with him said, Master, 
the multitudes surround you and press you on every side. But Jesus said, someone did touch me, for I perceive that healing power has gone forth from me. And when the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came up trembling and falling down before him. She declared in the presence of all of the people for what the reason that she had touched him and how she had been instantly cured. And he said to her, daughter, your faith, your confidence and trust in me has made you well. Go. Enter into peace, untroubled, undisturbed well-being. Wow. That passage gives me holy goosebumps. I just want to go through this a little bit. Um, Now, I'm no theologian. I, you know, know that there's probably so much more that's within these few verses. But here's what stood out to me and what I think we can take away from uh, through this podcast, through to, through our lives every day that we, you know, are in the grind. Number one, here's another woman. There's so many stories throughout scripture where people have suffered for years. People have been in pain for years. Some of them you know, blind, some of them lame, some of them possessed by demons, this woman suffering from a flow of blood. I believe that this flow of blood was a period-like cycle that just never stopped. And it's important to note that in the time when this was written, in the world that these people lived in, in the um, culture, A woman that was bleeding was deemed unclean and unclean women that, you know, were on their cycle or after they had given birth and they were in that time of of bleeding, they would have to go outside of the city and live. So they were excommunicated because in Bible times, in that culture, they were deemed unclean. You couldn't be around your fellow countrymen when you were bleeding and so she was bleeding for 12 years straight it also says that she spent all of her living so not only was she not able to be with her own people she was excommunicated but everybody knew and associated this woman as an unclean woman and i think that we all know what that word really is that word is stigma Let's say that you are poor. Well, people know you as poor or you have a uh, mental disability. People know you as the person with the mental disability or you have an addiction. You're the druggie or you used to sleep around. You're the whore or you used to gamble. You know, so you're the you're the gambler. People associate a stigma. They attach a name to you, whether or not it's true. And it could have been true for parts of your life that, you know, you were in active addiction or you were uh, not doing good things with your body or whatever. But this woman, not only was she excommunicated, but there was a stigma placed on her that everybody knew her and they thought very little of her. So she carried this burden of being a nobody and knowing that in everybody's eyes she was a nobody. She probably believed she was a nobody. 
And then on top of that, she had no more money. She had no more money because she had done everything that she could do to try and be healed because she didn't want to be a nobody. Of course, nobody ever sets out to be a nobody. Nobody sets out to have a life that's miserable and hard and painful. But sometimes it happens, doesn't it, friends? Sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we can't fix it. And sometimes it's because we've done and made choices that have put us there. But sometimes we, without choosing, are put in positions that we have no control over and we're suffering. Another thing to note is women in this culture, in this day and age, they didn't have any rights or really any value aside from making babies and looking pretty. So the economy towards the woman was also just a very negative um, negative space mostly. So not only was she excommunicated, she had the stigma attached to her as unclean, she was broke, rejected, but she's also a woman. So it's really kind of a very painful, dark place to be in. And she knew, she knew enough to know that this teacher, the Messiah, was was coming through town. And she came up behind him. Now, another interesting thing to note is that when you're bleeding, when a woman was actively bleeding in that day and age, to come back into the city gates was not okay. That was an illegal thing to do. You did not come back into the city and be around the people when you were still bleeding. So the fact that she came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his garment, to to me, that shows an absolute desperation within her. That she was willing to risk doing something that could get her in serious trouble because she knew that no one could heal her, no one could help her, and she was out of options. And then Jesus responds with, who is it who touched me? This is key. Because often when we are in seasons of suffering, we like to associate that God is the reason we're suffering. He could do something about it. He's indifferent. He doesn't care and this, this scripture shows us a very, very beautiful concept about Jesus, about Messiah, about God. And that is he sees. He sees us in our suffering. He sees us in our pain. He sees us when we are all alone, rejected and tainted by the stigma of our peers. And I know the boiling question behind that is, why then did he let her suffer? I'm going to do another podcast episode where I talk more about that. But for right now, I will offer this to you. Suffering is a doorway to meet Christ. And we even see it here in this little portion of scripture had this woman not gone the 12 years with the blood issue she would have not been desperate enough to break the rules of the city of the time and come to see and to touch jesus 
And that's exactly where her desperation led her, to touch the very garment of Jesus. But she touched his cloak. She touched the hem. The hem is the bottom part, the menial part. Like the, like nobody notices a hem if you touch a hem. It's not like she grabbed his breastplate or she grabbed his shoulder or she grabbed his back. She touched the hem of his garment, a tiny part of the underpinning sewing on the bottom of one's coat. And Jesus said, who is it who touched me? And then everybody's scared because they're like, I don't know, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I don't want to be the one. What if I, so what if we're going to get in trouble? What if he's going to do so? Blah, blah, blah. And so everybody's denying it. And then Peter is trying to tell Jesus, it's not a big deal. It doesn't matter who touched you. Everybody's touching you. You're famous. If you didn't know it, you're doing these miracles. That's what everybody wants. People are touching you. Jesus response again lets us know that when we are suffering, we are seen. Because Jesus didn't let it go. He said, someone did touch me. Not people touched me. Not everyone is touching me. Friend, someone did touch me. He is pointing specifically to a person, to this woman. And this woman may be you right now. And you are needing to know that God not only sees you, but he perceives your desperation and that he is working in your sorrow. He said, I perceive that healing power has gone forth from me. So why, if everyone is touching him, is he only noticing one person who's taking power from his body? I think that that's, to me, it makes sense because this woman was the one that was desperate And just because we serve a God who is involved with all of the big parts and all of the all of the people in the world, he's also involved with every one of us intimately. And so our God has the ability to spend time just with us and to notice just us every moment of every day. And especially when we are in seasons of suffering and sorrow. When Jesus saw this woman, well, when he felt this woman touch the hem of his garment, he perceived her. Not just that he was touched, but he perceived her. He knew at that moment. He knew before that moment. But he is making a point to everyone that she is noticed by him. And when the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she was terrified. Of course, I think that there's a a natural, that's a natural response. And that's when, when she tells everyone, she declared. And here's that, that's an interesting word. Because it could have said, scripture could write, she quietly muttered it was me. She fearfully spoke in an unintelligible way. There are so many ways you could put it, but it says she declared in the presence of all the people when she knew she had been found out, she was kind of like, okay, what the heck? I've come this far. I've broken this many rules. My life has been crud up until now. I'm just going to declare what happened. Declaring implies boldness. 
It's kind of like she got the second wind. And she was like, I'm all in. She declared in the presence of all the people for what reason she had touched him. So not only is she saying it was me, but she's telling everybody why. Jesus said to her daughter, your faith, your confidence and your trust in me has made you well. Why does Jesus call her daughter? Because I believe at this point in time, Jesus is recognizing this act of faith. And this is potentially him bringing her into his family. That's my opinion. That this is her, this act of faith that she has shown is her believing in him and what he did and what he's come to do. And he is saying, you are my daughter. And your faith, your confidence, and your trust in me has made you well. And then he follows it up by saying, go, enter into peace, untroubled, undisturbed well-being. So he is commissioning her now. She was before excommunicated. She was alone. She was alienated. She was living by herself in her pain and sorrow. And that was for a season. A 12-year-long season, a very long and painful season. But you know what? It came to an end. And it came to an end when her desperation met the God of the universe and she trusted in him. This shows us that our seasons of suffering can be long and they can be very terrible and they can take everything that we have, all of our resources, all of our mental and emotional and spiritual strength. They can bring trauma. They can bring rejection and stigma from our peers, but they do not have the final say. God does. And God said, after 12 years, go. I commission you, enter into peace, untroubled, undisturbed well-being. So wherever you are on this earth, on this planet, you are seen. There is no way that you will ever be unseen by God. You may be unnoticed and unseen by your family and your friends and those who should love you and support you, but you are never unseen by God. He will take care of you and he will provide for your needs. And being desperate for him and for his help is a very good place to be because it says in verse 43, She spent all of her living upon physicians. No one could heal her. So it didn't even matter because none of them were the place, were the source where she was supposed to go. It was always Jesus. It always was going to be Jesus. And ultimately it was Jesus. So your dark night of the soul, it will end. God is for you. He is not against you. He will meet your needs and he will provide for you. And on top of that, friend, he loves you. He laid down his life on the cross for you. He knows you by name and he sees you. And your pain is perceived by the king of the world. So be encouraged and walk boldly on because God will come through for you. 
I hope that this episode blesses you. Be sure to check out the website. You can connect with me there. You can ask questions, ask for prayer. You can uh, give me different ideas for show topics, offer up guests. You can find me on the web at WeedSeedsBeautifulThings.com and on Facebook and Instagram at WeedSeedsAndBeautifulThings. Thanks for listening. I would so appreciate it if you would take a few seconds, a few minutes maybe would be more realistic, and drop me a review about the podcast. Let me know how it's encouraged you. I would greatly appreciate that. And friend, I love hanging out with you every Friday morning. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time.